Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm curious, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. in your life and in your travels and in, in your pursuit for love, <laughs> have you ever wanted someone that at that point you can't have? Oh, yes. A hundred, hundred million times I'm yes. I'm sure the majority of the population has to be familiar with that sting oh. in, your, in your throat and genitals uh, looking at someone... <laughs> That you can't have. Sorry, <laughs> I I have I've had a major crush on a friend of mine's partner. Yes. like over years before. Like I I'm not saying which friend no, it God, is because no. I've literally no. never told anyone. And only one of my friends, after a night out, we had a big group of people there, and she's like, "You and what what's happening there?" And I was oh, like, "What no. do you mean? What's happening there? Nothing's <laughs> happening there." She's like, mm, "I feel like you're into him." feel like he's a little bit into you and I'm like whoa no that's way <laughs> overstep and then I kind of like really stepped the fuck back but yeah like and there's always that little sting of disappointment when you know they don't break up or they get to a point in the relationship where they've been dating for so long that you could never go out with them yeah <laughs> like Why there's you- a point in time <laughs> if they date for a couple of weeks and they break up you could con- conceivably ask them yeah but once you get to it, like a certain point, and I don't know what that point is of seriousness. You can they are off limits forever. It's always it's it's always struck me. Uh, you, you know, you're just going about about your day. You know, having a nice time, and then suddenly you realize, oh my god, I'm smitten with this person. I know, and it's the worst. And and you're like, you inquire about there because uh, it's only ever happened to me. You know, the the person you can't have. Yes. Uh, with. Uh, me, single man, her in relationship. It always is. The and you try and inquire about the relationship, yeah, yeah. and you're like, "Why are you with such a charming, good-looking, intelligent man? Why are you wasting your time with him? <laughs> Come to me." Yes, it's painful. <laughs> it's painful. so painful. Oh, the longingness Dude. of it all, the, the agony. Hope is what kills the you. The hope always kills you. Hope is what kills you. What about you, uh, readers sitting at home? Boys and girls. Right in. If you've ever had a story of of either unrequited love or love of someone that you just can't have, tell us why. Oh, this is Ghost of Boyfriend's Past. It is. Just to introduce you to what we're doing here in case you stumbled upon us somehow That's and right. are like, who the hell are these two people? Right I'm Liz Best. And I'm Tom Harris. How are we, everyone? And if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Welcome. You've got a lot of, of work to catch up on. You've got some homework to do. There will be a quiz <laughs> and uh, we, we, we love to have you. But sit down, relax. We got some stories. Yes, relax. And we have a we we have a story in stories. We have a guest to we tell do. a story today. We do. We have um, a bit of a mystery guest today. Yes, our guest today has slid in under the veil of anonymity. Yes, and will remain that way. Uh, we were debating a fake name for this guest. 
you're all, you are allowed to speak now. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> you are allowed to we talk. We suggested Jane like Jane Doe, but she really likes the name Alison. So we're going to go with Alison slash Allie for this, for this particular episode. So hi, Allie. Hello, hey. Allie. How are you on this, <laughs> on this uh, Saturday morning? <laughs> How am I? Oh, you know, like a bit nervous. Yes, like that's okay. Understandably, that's but okay. like it's just us. No, yeah. like it's just between you, me and Tom that's and right. that's it. That's right. Not our producer Zane and not our thousands of listeners. Cool. Like not And not no. bearing my heart and soul. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no nah, not at all. Just we're having a coffee, we're having a chat, we're having a catch up and just let it out and kind of ease your burden. That's right. Ghost of Boyfriends Past is really the no pressure podcast in terms of you talk about what you want to talk about, you share what you want to share, and then it's just the re- we just take what you are happy to give. So, yes. d- so don't worry. At ease, soldier. We'll, and we'll guide you through it. We like to help our readers by listening to stories like this. If they identify some of the things, it's super helpful to them to be able to identify it in their own relationships or to learn from it. So yes. you're doing a public service, really. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm yes. aware. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. <laughs> And uh, so you brought us a story today, and we've got a bit of a long, we've got a big, a long campaign of a story. This, uh, you said this story takes place over like 12 years or so. That is correct. All, all in total. So a bit of a, a bit of a slog to get saga. through everybody, a bit of a saga. Uh, so uh, pause the episode now to make your cup of tea. Go to the bathroom. Have a sh- or a shot of, a shot of whiskey, whatever <laughs> you need to prepare. And, um, and we'll, we'll meander into it. Um. Uh, where would you like to begin, uh, first of all, I suppose? I feel like I should just start from the start. Yeah. It's a good place just to start. Just jump into it, yeah. <laughs> um, well, here we go. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, Rules. yes. Oh. Now <laughs> for new, yes, new, new listeners who have clicked onto this podcast for the first time. We do have rules. That's right. Ali has them. been briefed on these rules off air, but we're going to say them on air just to make sure that you guys know that we're doing our due diligence. That's right. We're so, re- and we're looking after the right... Uh, we're lo- looking after everyone. This podcast is not about outright vengeance. I say outright vengeance. <laughs> no. Subtle undertones so, of vengeance. So no threats against the person that you're talking about. Uh, we're going to need you to come up with a fake name, which you already have. What's your fake name? Andy. And Andy. Andy. I hate him already. <laughs> Andy. And if you figure out who Ali is and who she's talking about, um, our number one rule on this podcast is don't be a dick. Don't ruin it for... Uh, our lovely guest or the people that she's talking about. Because this is like, it's a group therapy session and it would be like if you listened at the door at someone's group therapy and then went and told everyone. That's just rude. Yeah, the big dick move. and the So no big dick moves That's here. right. <laughs> no big dick energy. No big, no dick. big dick energy. Nothing like that. Don't please. be a dick. All right, now okay. let's start at the beginning. All right, cool. Um, okay, so Andy and I... Uh, were on and off again sort of for about 12 years um, in relationships and then when we weren't we were just best friends essentially Mm -hmm. right Um, but we met when I was in year nine and he was in year 10 and we were both sort of like part of the same outside of school drama studio and the first time I like saw him 
and didn't actually meet him. The first time I saw him, he was on stage and, like, he was just, like, super charming. Oh, God, and I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> he just go, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was just, like, really funny, had great comedic timing, was, like, really good at showing his vulnerability on stage. On stage, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a very good note. <laughs> um, yeah, he was really good at showing his vulnerability. And and I was just like immediately like I am going to date this person. Yes. Like, I'm so yes. into him. Yes. And then the first time we actually get to meet, it's so romantic. Um, we were like cast opposite opposite each other as like bride and groom <gasps> in a show. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> and fifteen year old you was doing fourteen year old you was Your doing heart. mental maths and looking oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's well, if you get married on we have to. That's the law, isn't it? If you, if you get, get married, married, married in the play, stage, you get married, married in real <laughs> for real. Yeah. Um and I actually like we didn't even get to rehearse because he was kind of stepping into the show. So first time I met him, we were just reading opposite each other at the wedding ceremony in the show <laughs> and getting married. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's meant to be. <laughs> um, and then after that, we exchanged numbers and we like got to talking and we were talking for a bit. And then it was like quite clear that we were both interested in each other. And then he sort of asked me over messenger, like messenger, me- not, not messenger over text message. <laughs> text I was going to say <laughs> messenger. <laughs> Back um, in the day. Ugh. He asked me over text message um, if I wanted to go on a date with him. And I was like, yes, but you have to ask me in person. Oh, that's standards. A good, that's I a good, like uh, it. Well I wanted done. like certain, I love that. Yeah. I wanted certain formalities respected, especially because I'd had so many like online boyfriends yes. that never saw the light of day. I was just like, no, no this time it's going to be real different. Thing. Yeah. Someone even, I had an online boyfriend propose to me once and I'd not met him in real life and he lived in the same suburb as me. No, so. he was a 50-year-old man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he said he was 14. <laughs> I've never thought about that until yeah. now. Why would anyone lie on the internet? I Sorry, Liz is coming to spoil the party I again. Just, I just don't believe it. Oh Who keeps inviting you to these parties? <laughs> I throw the parties, Tom. That's the secret. They're my parties and I ruin them. Ah, so anyway, I dodged that bullet and I was like, I'm going, he's going to ask me in person and that's that and he agreed to it and then every time he saw me in person it was always like at our drama studio and he just like we'd see each other and I thought it was going to happen and then he'd leave and it didn't happen and I'd message him and I'd be like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) what's going on and he'd be like oh I forgot and then (laughs) I I mean Good on him for trying that out as an excuse. I forgot. No, the you, old were, you teenage were teenage amnesia. You were, you were nervous <laughs> and you were terrified. You didn't want to ask a girl out in front of your other people. I'm sure you could never get a time alone, like completely alone, that he was waiting for. Is that right? Is that right? There were times, like okay, yeah, there was opportunity. Yeah, okay. I because it happened a lot after this, and I was ah. like, oh, and I was going through my brain. I'm like, what's the issue here? Right. Um, and so I was like, oh, we just need to be alone, and we couldn't be completely alone, but like I try and find a way to like get him away from the others um and then it's been going on for so long and he hadn't asked me and I was like I'm gonna take matters into my own hands here and um we were like going to a mutual friend's birthday dinner and I like sent him a message and I said 
will it motivate you to ask me if I threaten to stab your hand with a dinner fork at <laughs> <laughs> the table? Now, this threat I was in the past, everybody. Love so it's <laughs> your energy. I am here for it. <laughs> Well um, then, I did make it very clear that it was a joke. Yes, just just so we're. This is hypothetical. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying how I will, you, but how, how would, would it motivate you if I did? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he knew he knew it was a joke. But then at the dinner table, I sat next to him, and every now and then I'd like look at the fork and I'd look <laughs> at him, and I'd touch it sometimes, and I'd like give him this like evil glance, and I was like, "You're not getting out of it this time. Like <laughs> it's going to happen tonight." And then once everyone had left. He asked me, and I was like, finally! Oh, <laughs> fucking time. Yes. Fantastic. Result. Finally. And so we went on our first date, and it was, I think, my definition of amazing. Probably not others, but... That's okay. Yeah. You don't have to meet everyone's standards and criteria. First dates are meant to be good for you. If they yeah, were good for right. others, everyone would be on them, and it would be weird. Yeah, that's all right for her, but it wasn't good for me. <laughs> watching. Like, Who are you, stranger, <laughs> yeah, who's on my right. date? <laughs> I, think, I feel like I need to preface that, because... When I describe the date, it might not sound overly romantic or what you would think of an amazing first date. But anyway, we're on the first date and we start off by like going for a walk along the river and it's like labelled the river walk. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get there and we see that some like creative graffiti artists have like changed the L in walk to an N. (laughs) 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 So am I, I'm allowed to say River Um, Wank, right? Yes. You're fucking allowed to swear on this podcast. At the decree of me, you must swear at least twice. So we take the River Wank, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Take it slow, see what happens. (laughs) And so we spent the whole River Walk slash River Wank just like joking about this being the actual name of the place and like hypothesizing about what crazy things were going to happen on our walk and no that's great yeah, that's see fantastic. comedy on a date like really funny banter that you are both putting your heart into and really enjoying is the best date it really doesn't matter where you are in my opinion yep you can be you can just be you can be locked in a closet together but if you are laughing and sparks are flying and and that, that continuous avalanche of good time and, and it just, just goes and goes and goes who and you're cares in, you have your own in joke now and oh, that's, yes. that's an amazing Ooh, thing. Nothing better than an in-joke. It's your own secret language. That's yes. a, it's so exciting. Go on. So we go on the River Wank. Have a great, <laughs> great time. time. Um, uh, nothing, nothing happens um, of that nature, just so we're aware. Yes. I'm, I'm 14, I think. Yeah, I'm yeah, 14. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we go see a movie together. And I like get the sense that he's really shy because he took so long to ask me out in person and so I'm like I'm gonna have to take the initiative here and I'm gonna have to let him know what is okay um and so during the movie I think it was like halfway through I like said to him because I was like waiting for him to hold my hand I was like of course and then you just put your hand on the edge of the seat and you're kind of just like going "Mm, who's my hand by the way (laughs) it's right here just inches closer and they're still not looking at it they're just like staring at the screen that's exactly what happened, actually. You want to know? You want to know? We're we're terrified. We are terrified. We I know we're on the date, and you've said yes, and it's all like we're in the movie theater. We, we're there, right? Terrified. Yeah. Still terrified. I'm sorry. I, uh, Even when you've got a girlfriend, are you still like terrified? <laughs> He's just just terrified. Well, I thought I'd make the situation easier on him. And so, and I don't know if this was the most romantic thing to do, but I just said, you can hold my hand if you want to. That's <laughs> no, nice. No, I think that's, that's great. Nice. It's direct. It's to the point. That's yes. nice. It's, it's, allow- it's opening a gateway. Yeah. And so he did, which was nice. Fantastic. I wasn't rejected. Uh, and then I did the same with our kiss. <laughs> <as well>. Fantastic. <laughs> Look, 
I'm sure he appreciated it, honestly. I'm, yeah, there, I'm sure there are... Uh, There's no mixed signals there. I'm sure there are men listening who who were once teenage, uh, shy, angsty teenage boys who were, who were just, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> more of that, please. Let's breed that behaviour in. Just, you can kiss me now. Okay, good, good. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so that date was a success. And basically after that, we were like, let's be official. And so we were dating. And I was very happy about this. Um, and I found out maybe like two weeks into us dating, a friend of mine in the drama group was sh- uh, showing me like messages from this random guy and she was like, oh, like, I think he's really into me and everything. And then I was like, oh, can I see the messages? And they were very graphic, explicit sexed messages. Ooh. And they went into a lot of detail. <laughs> and it was the first time I'd seen like people sexed one another before so I was so intrigued mm-hmm. and I just like went through the conversations in like fine detail and I was like what is this world um it was kind of like I don't know just looking at something you're not supposed to look at and mm. I was so intrigued and we went on talking about and she was like asking for advice and everything so I'd just give her like friendly advice that was probably terrible advice at the time <laughs> and it wasn't until like maybe a few weeks after I first read the messages that she finally like had the courage to tell me who it was and it wasn't because she didn't know that I was dating Andy at the time she just was mm-hmm. scared to tell me because she was in the same drama group as all of us and so she didn't want to like I don't know make it known yes, that who that person was and so she told me it was Andy and the second she did my heart just sunk and I was like I've been reading your sexting conversations uh. like for ages and oh boy Oh, my own heart just fell out of my butt. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I gave advice on it and everything. Oh, that is the worst. <laughs> I was like a cheerleader in the background. Oh. Um, and yeah, my heart sunk, but I was, I didn't know what to do. And I was really conflicted because I was like, oh, I really like this person and maybe there's a good explanation. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to him and I told him that I knew and he just said, oh, that's over. And that, that stopped as soon as we started dating. And, you know, like... Sorry, I just did my little <laughs> eye-narrowing. <laughs> did it, though? <laughs> did it. But continue. Well, I felt like I had two pathways. I could be sceptical of it. But then, especially, like, around that time, I felt like in all in media, like, people were constantly telling women that you you don't want to be the girl that's, like, really jealous or, like always on the guy's phone or you you just don't want to be that girl no one wants to be with that girl and I was like okay I'm not I'm not going to be that girl I'm going to be really trusting and I'm going to believe what he says and he was really convincing as well and he's a great actor um and so when he would tell you something you would generally believe it Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. so I went down that path Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) the path to destruction Mm -hmm. (laughs) essentially but that's where every teen's brain is though like it's not until you get to be my age <laughs> that you get to like you've got to have your heart broken to be that jaded no no I'm not trusting this anymore like mm. you see a lot of good in the world when you're younger absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um and you'll just find out to what extent mm-hmm. I saw the good so you so you get over that speed hump uh, as a couple and yep. then you just keep progressing. Like yeah. Life goes, you just keep dating yeah, as boyfriend and girlfriend. Did yeah. you ask your friend whether they were still dating or not or still sexting or not or did you just leave that well enough alone? I left that alone because I felt weird about it. I felt for her too. I was like, you're 
I I don't know how much you've known about me and Andy. Mm. And right, I, yeah. I just figured she really liked him and I was mm. like, she's got enough to deal with in terms of the heartbreak. Yeah. I just won't bring it up. Yeah, mm. cool. Anyway, so we date for like, I think, three or four months and it starts off really well, but then it, eventually he like stops talking to me and he never wants to see me unless it's like really, really convenient for him. And then eventually he just doesn't see me at all and I'm like still trying to be like the really like chill girlfriend that doesn't care Mm -hmm. and she's like whatever Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a great explanation for all of this and then eventually it's like the night before my birth 15th birthday and I'm like no I need to I need to like inquire about this like it's driving me insane um because we'd like said like we love each other as well and so he's like my first big love and I call him and I'm like are you like Andy are you even interested in us being together like you you don't really show it at all and he, he was like no nah, I don't think I am <laughs> like straight off <laughs> thanks for the honesty I mean it's good. it's good props for honesty <laughs> but he shouldn't have had to be prompted for that no no you're like I, you know you can dump me if you want yeah, to that's right. yeah. <laughs> oh thank you oh thanks. thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was it was so heartbreaking too because I was I was so smitten with him and I loved him so much and to have like that person not only dump you but be too lazy to do it was just like yeah no re- no respect mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah mm. mm-hmm. and it was the night before my birthday so <gasps> yeah. emotions were high <laughs> it's my party and I'll cry if I want to yes, yes. and he didn't even say happy birthday uh. but whatever um and I actually wrote like I was so devastated that I like wrote a little poem that night about just to, like let those feelings out as a teenager. That's what you do. You turn to poetry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, is, yes. Either that or you have a blog where you spill everything online about your torment yeah. and then write the poem and include it in that blog. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is this a personal experience? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a relationship columnist for years. I don't spill my relationship <laughs> troubles yeah, no. in public want, in articles what, at all. What, what do you mean? What do you want about? <laughs> well, um, I can... I can say I cannot recommend using train analogies as a way of, <laughs> of using a poem about your breakup. It was uh, I've looked over it because I journaled everything and I've got of all course. the notes and everything, and it's it's a bad poem. Uh. Yeah, I, I know it is because I I do the same. I read songs and poems and things I wrote in my in high school. Dreadful, all yeah. of them dreadful. It's yeah. part and parcel of being an angsty, annoying, depressed at the world teenager mm-hmm. it's just that you're mm-hmm. gonna make horrible stuff so it's fine it's but yeah. it's all part of it so post breakup what happens now um we we actually are in a show together of course so you are awful um and you're not bride and groom in this one as well are you no <laughs> no no god <laughs> um and and he actually mentions to me he gets uh this character and i auditioned for like the romantic lead opposite him and I don't end up getting it and he tells me he wishes that I did and I was like oh that's confusing (laughs) what do you want from me fuck um but then he sort of like proceeds to kind of like ignore me for the whole show and I I don't mind because I'm like I kind of need to get over this anyway yes and I end up sort of befriending a girl who's absolutely obsessed with him and really wants to date him. And so all she ever does is talk about him and how great he is. And I'm like, I'm trying to get over him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. She's like, oh, doesn't he look good today? And like, oh, my God, you see how funny he was. And I'm like, oh, this is just awful. Um, anyway, I eventually end up moving on. And 
one of his friends wants to ask me out on a date and Andy kind of like intercepts this and he has like a big DNM with his friend and then Andy comes to me and he's like, okay, I don't think that my friend is right for you, but I'm right for you. Um, so will you be my girlfriend again? And I promise I'll be a better Tom, boyfriend this can time. can you press the button? Is the button activated? Can no, you press the button, I, please? Yeah. Thank you very we much. We can find that button Thank at you. the top of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll find that button a few more times. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Look, I've already wanted to use it, but I refrained because I just had a feeling that over 12 years I might want to press it a few times. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, and I like, and it's great because I journaled about all of this, so I kind of like know where my brain was at at the time and I wrote and I was like oh I think this is a really bad choice like I he treated me so terribly with such little respect and I felt so awful afterwards like why do I want to put myself through this again um I don't even know if I actually like him I'm not sure if I just want to go out with him to prove to myself that because I felt like he was tied up with my worth at this point and so I was like right I want to prove to myself that yeah that I am worth loving. <laughs> and so I went out with him again. Yay. Uh, and and it, it always started the same, where it'd be really great and then eventually all these bad things would start to creep in and he'd just be, like, neglectful. And he'd, the mask falls off yeah. once they've got what they want. Totally. He'd mm. ignore me. He'd, like, really, like, subtly bully me um, and he'd do it in front of other people too. And most of the jokes were sort of just like stabs at my intelligence and stuff <sighs> like, oh, you're so lucky that you're pretty. And everything was always insinuating I, that I was dumb. <laughs> I feel like this episode needs to be one nonstop. Dump them, dump them, <laughs> dump them, dump them, dump them. Oh, my God. I'm angry on your behalf. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I guess... And when I look back on it, I'm like, how did I put up f- with this for so long? But because it was such like a... It's gradual. Yeah, slow, slow decline. Like my self-worth was declining with it. And mm. so what I would tolerate just became like less and less as time went on because I was like slowly being beaten down. Um, and eventually we went to this like party when I was in year 11. And I think we'd been dating for maybe like two years at this point. Um, and... He, whenever he invited me to like one of his friends' parties, and I didn't like know anyone, he'd never like be like, "Hey, this is my girlfriend." And yeah. he would always just leave the second he got there, and I'd just be on on my own to kind of like make my own friends, and then I'd see him at the end of the night when he wanted to leave, and I I just become accustomed to like that was what the deal was, and I was a really chill, easygoing girlfriend, so I was like, whatever. So many good women have been lost to the I'm such the chill girlfriend I'm the cool girlfriend so many good women put up with so much shit because they want to be the cool girlfriend ladies you don't have to be the cool girlfriend when someone's treating you like shit but we'll get to that in lessons learned (laughs) I just needed to say it now because that energy is going to build up and it would have exploded like a pressure cooker continue anyway it gets worse oh god um so we're at the party and I'm chatting to one of his friends and is and this happened a lot in our relationship too where friends of his or different people I didn't even know would come up to me and be like either he's in love with someone else or he's cheating on you constantly <laughs> i can see your face sorry. Just scrunching up. <laughs> sorry i know it's not audible but like yep yep yeah. it's i'm getting angry <laughs> and it, it was so hard to like i i just constantly was like no like i need to trust him because trust is so important in a relationship and that goes both ways, though, totally. Ali. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think uh, 
when you, when people do hear the, those comments and those things, uh, there is a tendency for, or room at least for the tendency to to say, oh, they're they're jealous or they're they're trying to break us apart because they want him or whatever. Whatever you, we do, you do find different ways of sort of taking it on board or or explaining it. I, uh, did you? Yeah. Does that sound familiar at all? Like. Oh. They're just how they're hurtful of our love. That kind of that kind of energy. I don't know. I would say I was the master of justifying uh, anything yeah. that went wrong around him and making it sound like it was okay. Yes. I mm-hmm. was so like it was like a trained skill. I was so good at it. Um, and we're at this party, and there's this like really sort of built guy who's like really wasted, and he starts sort of like coming over and sort of like inconsolably talking to me and uh, all of a sudden like we're kind of on our own and I'm like backed up onto like a fence and he like just it's hard like he was just on a different planet um he I he barely knew what was going on himself but then he just like starts touching me and I sort of like try and talk to him logically and be like please don't do that Mm. and I try and like push him away and he's not sort of like registering what I'm saying because he's just so drunk and he's just kind of like thinking about one thing and so like it starts to get worse and worse and like (laughs) um and and I start panicking because I'm like I I need to get out of this situation Mm. and I can't because he was just so strong and I was completely cornered and so I like try and like move my head around him and I'm like looking around the party trying to see if anyone can see what's going on and I can call out to help and I like first person I lock eyes with is Andy and and he locks eyes with me and I like yell out to him help like please help me and he just like made contact with me and then he just turned his head and looked the other way and I was just like, <laughs> in that moment, it, it wasn't, I wasn't angry with him. Like I was just like the fear just like shot yes. up in me even more. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so alone in this. Um, and so then I just started freaking out and I was just looking for anyone else to help me. And then thank goodness the friend who had warned me about um, him being with other people saw what was going on and he kind of like ran over and brought some other people and they broke it up. Um, good, good man. Yeah, and um, fucking <laughs> horrified. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. My I don't think I was breathing for a while. My eyes just turned into fucking dinner plates. Like that's like a scene in a movie that like rips your heart out. Like that slow motion. All you can hear is the heartbeat, and then he turns away. What a fuckwit. Yes, it was. It was. And I, what a defining moment too. My God. Absolutely. And I spoke to, as soon as we left the party. I. Basically, the first thing I had to say was, you know, why didn't you do anything? Why did you look away? And his response was, the guy was too big for me. And, <laughs> and like, now I'm like, oh. Um, if it was too big for him, then he'd be too big for you and he should do something yes, about that? Absolutely. Right. Get a fucking team with a pitchforks. Like, fuck. At that point, do you think cops look up like major gang fights and just go, yep. nah, <laughs> nope, nope. guy's too big for me? Nope. All right. Get in the car, let's go back we, the precinct. We have, as a species, well, most of us, have moved slightly further on than the laws of the jungle. You yes. know, it's we're, we're, We'd we're, hope. Yeah, well, most, of us are, hope. We're, we're, most of us are trying to evolve and adapt oh and grow, but clearly there's some Neanderthalithic tendencies still so in, these, in this uh, populace. How did you justify that one? Well, so we'd been together for like two years at this point, and 
my self-worth with him was like constantly just decreasing and so it was a combination of me empathizing for with his fear um and then also just not having enough I suppose respect for myself to be like no Mm. that's that's not okay there's so many other things you could have done um in that situation that you just chose not it's to do. Not, I don't think it's not having enough respect for yourself. You didn't have enough energy to have respect for yourself. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like saying that you don't have enough respect for yourself is putting yourself down, but you wouldn't have had anything left to give to yourself. Mm. I I thought very lowly of myself yeah. at that point. Um and yeah, cuz the way that I guess everything broke down was he would he'd never want to spend time with me and and if I like ever push the topic like I'd want to see him maybe like once a fortnight and that's all I asked and that was like needy and overbearing and yes. I'd I'd be like told that that was too much and yeah and and so like I guess my perception of reality was just like constantly being morphed and changed um but yeah I empathized with his fear and I decided that it was okay because mm. he was scared as well and so we we continued to date um and then we continue to date for a while, uh, maybe like two more years, and then he breaks up with me. Uh, and I'm really annoyed that he broke up with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and and he, but he says he wants us to remain best friends, mm. and because we had such we had a strong friendship, or so I thought. Um, and I really wanted to keep that intact too. There was no point in like losing the relationship yeah, and the friendship. Um, and so we. Like I think a week after he'd broken up with me, he'd like hooked up with two of his um, friends in the same day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they found out about it. And he thought that his life was over, and no one would ever speak to him again. So he like came rushing back to me, and he was like, "Help me fix this." And it was like raw for me. And he was just sort of like telling me how much he liked both these girls, and he didn't know how to choose, and they both hated him. And he was like, "Please help me, like." figure out my life and I was like sure I'll help you (laughs) I'm the cool friend (laughs) but I was but then I was like after that I need space and I don't don't want to hear from you for a while and I so then I did that good got got space good Good, a little bit of healthy perspective and this guy started pursuing me who wasn't Andy and who actually like I guess liked me as a person and wanted to spend time with me and um just did like really little things but I just saw it as like huge things and I ended up kind of pushing him away because I was so shocked by someone like doing things that were like nice in a relationship Mm -hmm. that I was like uh, I feel really uncomfortable by this and I don't know why was it was it a case of uh, is uh, him doing nice things or just base level human decency things that you were so so deprived of negative that so this guy probably wasn't even doing amazing nice things but he was just treating you like a human being it's and that's that makes such a huge difference when you realize how negatively you have been treated is that is that the case yeah yes. it was it was base level kind of things yeah. um so yeah it but at the time it was like magnified like this guy is obsessed with me <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> um uh, but anyway so we're broken up for I think another like year or two years and eventually we were like enter this phase where we're like we could be friends with benefits right um and what could possibly go what wrong <laughs> <laughs> and and at this point where um it, it gets to a point where I start to develop feelings and I'm like okay something's gone wrong like I want this to end mm. um and this is probably the worst part of our relationship what happens next uh 
we and I, I expressed to him I've got feelings, he tells me he doesn't, and so we both um and so we both agree we shouldn't continue to hook up anymore. And then like a week later we're out with some friends and then they all leave and it's just the two of us out and then he starts like really aggressively flirting with me and I once again remind him, No, like we need to not do this anymore. I need this for my mm. sanity and, and my health and I, I want this to stop because you don't have feelings for me and I do have feelings for you. And this is with messing with my head now. And he he would like back off and then he'd start again. And then at the end of the night, we were both poor, so we just called an Uber back to his place. But I made it clear. I was like, I, I will be sleeping in a separate room to you. Um, and I said, I'll take the couch. You can take your bedroom upstairs. And he was like, sure. And then he was like, actually, wait, no, you take my room. I'll sleep on the couch. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you so much. And so, ha. Um, And so I'm in, I like get settled into his bed. And I think maybe only like five minutes passed. And he just like opens the bedroom door. And I was like, what's going on? Is everything okay? And it was just very clear from that moment that he was like, I'm going to fuck you, Mm. (laughs) essentially. And so... I basically reiterated what I'd said the whole night. Like, I don't want this to happen. Um, and and he, I don't know, like, bits bits are, like, blurs and then other bits are, like, really clear <laughs> about what happens next. But essentially, like, he, he was... And he was smiling the whole time, which was really sort of messing with my head. But he, like, held me down on the bed and was just, like, I guess, attempting to seduce me in a way. And the whole time I just kept saying to him, um, like, please don't stop. Like, I, I don't want this. And trying to, like, in my head find different variations of, like, how do I communicate this message? Um, and I guess I felt it was uh, – I was really disappointed in myself in that moment too because I knew I was attracted to him. I knew that I wanted to have sex with him, but I just laid out this boundary to protect myself. And and the fact that he wasn't respecting that and – he just and he was supposed to be like my best friend I I don't know like I was just like having this outer body experience of being like disgusted in myself for being interested in someone who just had such little um such little care for like me as a person and it I don't know like the more that he sort of like kept persisting and trying the more I tried to like sort of get out of the situation it it just like my value was just like it had never plummeted lower than it did (laughs) in that moment and it was just like so awful and it got to this point where I was like if I just if I just do this it will be over quicker and I won't have to I won't have to endure this like terrible shame and disgust and embarrassment that is going on right now and even though the act of me doing it I'd still be upset with myself but I was like I can get this over with and it'll be done and so so I ended up having sex with him um and then the following day I said I sort of like thought about it and I was like what happened wasn't okay and I'm I'm really upset about it and he immediately said oh um I know I'm upset about it and then I said something about um I said something like I didn't want this to happen because I have feelings for you and you don't and it's it's messing with my head and it was really cruel and then he came back and he said but I do have feelings for you mm-hmm. and then it was like it was such a, like a difficult moment for me because I was like what I really wanted was for him to feel the same but he's gone and done this really awful thing 
and so I was like I don't know which path to take at this moment to to like address it and be angry with him or to just like relish in the fact that he likes me too and forget about that whole night and so I decided to forget about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then like a few days later I was staying at his place and um he'd clearly been like seeing other girls at this point and I wasn't aware of it and his housemates were coming home and he told me I had to leave like straight away because he didn't want anyone to know that him and I were like a thing at all and so I was and I was like oh you know we're friends and I I hang out with you all the time like I can just tell them that and you know if I stay over I can just sleep on the couch because we'd been drinking and my car was at his place Mm. and he was like no you have to leave now you have to go and he was adamant he was like catch a cab home catch a cab back home the next day but you need to leave now and so I left I was really angry I came back the next day and I was like do you see a future with us do you do you want us to be together like in a relationship and he was like I'm not really sure and I was like okay what is more or less likely is it likely that we'll get together or not likely that we'll get together and he said not likely and I was like fuming at this point Mm. and so I just said I need space I don't know how much but probably a lot um because I just I need to figure out what's what's going on and he got really annoyed and he was like if you if you have space, we're never going to be friends. Like, if, if good. we, if, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I should have been like, great. That's great. Sounds- that's exactly what I've wanted for the last <laughs> couple of years. Good. Um, that, that sounds great. Um, yeah. He, so we didn't, yeah. He was, he was annoyed with the fact that we weren't going to be talking for a while, but I was like, very firm and I was like no this is what I need and he was like we probably won't be friends after that and I was like if that's what happens cool that's what happens um anyway a bunch of time passes we end up getting back together again stupid um this person's a master manipulator don't mm. put yourself down <laughs> yeah, don't, like, yeah. fuck. just I think looking at the patterns I'm like oh, I wish I'd kind of like written this down and saw it earlier you need to do one of those things where you film a video of yourself going hey future you if he ever comes back (laughs) remind yourself this that and the other like (laughs) in the future i will do that if i ever get in this situation (laughs) again which i really hope i don't i think it only takes one of these nasty situations to usually i mean usually usually Mm. and at the at this point when you in the story when you've just gotten back together how many years are we into it now roughly um we're like coming oh when we got back together it was like the last year of our like 12 year long yeah um, okay so this is yeah towards the end okay yeah uh yeah we got back together but he sort of said and every time we got back together like i had this sinking gut feeling the whole time like don't do this you don't want this um but there was so much of my worth tied up to him that mm, I yep. did it anyway. Uh, anyway, so we got back together, but like for the first few months, he was like, don't tell anyone. Like, let's keep it a secret. Fuck <laughs> off. Press the button. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if that was because he was seeing other people. Uh, Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. In unison there. Probably. Yep. Um, and then this time of the re- relationship, uh, 
I did confirm that he did cheat on me once, but he was like, nothing's happening and I don't care about her and I care <laughs> about you. If he admitted to once, it was probably five or six times. Yeah. Just saying. That's, Sorry. Well, I caught him. He yeah. didn't admit to it. Yeah, and he'll mm. admit to the one that you mm. have evidence for. Yeah. I have experience in <laughs> this, readers. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it gets to the end of the relationship and uh, I'm at his place one morning and he's like talking to me about kids and marriage and everything. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I felt like we weren't at that point in our new relationship yet, but I, I was sort of like entertaining the idea for you in your old relationship. No, nowhere near. <laughs> uh, and then that night um, he says to me, I don't really feel like um, I don't really feel like being around anyone lately. And I was like, okay. And I said, maybe, like, do you feel s- stressed? Like maybe you need to take some time out. And he said, yeah, but I also don't feel like hanging around you either. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, maybe you just need some time out by yourself to just chill out Mm -hmm. and then like reset yourself. And he was like, I shouldn't feel that way about you. And I was like, okay, what do you want to do about it? And he just went silent. And I was, and so I was just sitting there being like, do you, do you want to like go on a break? Is that what you want? And he just stayed silent. And then I was like, do you, do you want to break up? Is, is that what you want? You're back to 14 years old giving him permission mm. to do a thing. Yep. Legit. <laughs> it's like the perfect rounding. Um, and, and, and he just nodded his head. And I was like, oh, so you want to break up? And he was like, he just nodded. And I was so shocked because I'm like, this morning you were talking mm. about kids and marriage. They do that though. I've got a couple of female friends who have gone like, I'm really confused. Actually, I've got a couple of male friends who've done the same thing. When when it's just a human being garbage thing, not a gender thing, where people have gone, oh, yeah, and we'll get married and we'll do this and when we do this, and then like literally weeks later or days later, they've gone, yeah, we're breaking up. It's bizarre. Insane. <laughs> well, I, I was just like kind of in shock and – and even though I wasn't I wasn't happy in the relationship, I was just still in shock by the fact that this was kind of happening all over again. And then he kind of went back and forth. He's like, maybe we should go on a break. Maybe we should break up. And it was just like a whole hour of him not really knowing what to do. Fuck's sake. And I ended up stopping him and I was yeah, like, good. this is like a roller coaster of emotions for me. Mm. You need to go away however you do it. Find some clarity and come back and tell me where your head's at. And then I was at his place, so I'm like, I'm going to take all my things because um, I don't want to have to come back and do it. Good. And I'm going to assume that we're over, but please tell me once you have clarity and you've made up your mind. Anyway, so unfortunately for me and him, I guess, we had just been cast in a show together. Because as, of course you have. <laughs> yes. uh. As love interests in a show. But it was really unfortunate for me because my character was like, chasing after him and in love with him and obsessed with him and he was always rejecting me and I was like no this is cruel <laughs> cruel and unusual no. punishment universe cruel uh, and unusual uh, and like parts of it were improv too which is just like it's okay when you can just follow a script but when you've got a I don't know there's a certain vulnerability in having to make stuff up in the moment and yeah so that made it hard um anyway a week passes and I don't hear from him, but who I do hear from are all our mutual friends. And they all send me messages saying, I'm so sad to hear that you guys have broken up. And like, oh, that's awful that you guys are breaking up. And Andy told me that you guys broke up. And that was the first that I'd got confirmation that we'd actually broken up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Okay. And so then a week later at our first rehearsal for this show, I speak to him afterwards and I'm like, okay, so like, 
I, you know, you said that you'd come back to me and tell me like if you'd made a decision and he was like, oh yeah. And I was like, what's, what's the decision? Like what, what's the conclusion you come to? And I knew what it was, but I was like, I want you to hear you to say, say it. it. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, isn't it obvious? And I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. But grow the fuck up child. Yeah. I, I said yes. <laughs> and that was just con- like subtext. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you need to say the subtext out loud. It feels really good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I will do that. Um, Otherwise, I'll just become friends with you and like stand beside you and I'll say your subtext out loud and it'll be great. <laughs> so he and he was like, well, yes, I, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. And I was like, okay, great. Awesome. Thank you. And then I tried to sort of get space from him, but it was so hard because we were in a show together and I'd see him all the time. Um, but then once that show ended, I eventually got the space that I just needed. I blocked him on everything. Good. It, it was the best thing ever. I had three months of not seeing him and I told him, please don't contact me. Like it's Yes. A- yes. Well done. Yay. Well in. Well in. He sort of respected it, but then he came. Do we really expect him to respect boundaries at this point? As long as you're setting yeah. them is the point in this story, I think. Mm. Yeah. He still wanted to be friends. No. I- Fuck off. <laughs> and then... He attends a show that I'm in, and I told him I didn't want to see him, so I figured that that like lent itself to don't come to my like a show yeah, that I'm in either. Yes. But he didn't, um, and I, the producer like gave me a heads up that he was going to be there, and I'd never, and as soon as I it was like I think 20 minutes before we were about to go on, I'd never felt like this before, but I felt like I wanted to faint, I felt like I was going to vomit, I just felt so ill, and like I needed to completely run from the situation, and it was like my body and my head were just like on completely different ends but my body was like you need to get out of this situation and it wasn't until after that night and he ended up like he brought his new girlfriend and he made out with her like constantly in front of me and it was awful (laughs) um this guy (laughs) is one of the worst guys i think i've heard of on this podcast honestly the amount of time we're going he is so far he's i can't think of someone who's been worse Uh, other than my ex (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that moment I think made me realise that I I didn't realise how much of a toll he was just taking on me mentally and my body until I'd had that separation. And then the idea of just having to see him mm. was so terrifying that my body was just like, exit. Like, we've, yeah. we've had a break. We know how good things can be. Yes. Um, please don't enter back into that again. So... Wow, what a saga. Should we begin with <laughs> the tongue go, lashing? Let's Should go. We? No, there's oh. no tongue lashings to Ali, only to Andy. Yes, I, I meant specifically for, for Andy. All right, so let's go to what did we learn. So I've got a really quick one that I want to say off the top. And um, I'm so fucking over relationships where awesome women allow men to decide their future. Like, Mm. and this is not a slight on you, but it just happens so much where there are so many, in my experience, it's women. I'm sure that there are other humans that, that, you know, I'm sure it's not a gender-based thing, but in my experience, it tends to be a lot of men, a lot of women going, well, let me know when you've decided if if we're getting married or let me know when Mm. you've decided if we're breaking up or you figure out what you want and I'll just, I'll just make that. And that's fucking infuriating when you know how amazing the people on the other end of that relationship going okay well you decide like 
No, I feel like I feel like there needs to be a big changing of the guard and oh, I don't know, like if one person's I, it just one person allowed to decide the future of the relationship makes me so mad and I don't know how we get around that, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I agree. Um if you find yourself being a spin doctor for the relationship, uh Yep, just me bowing my head in shame. You've, you've got to yep. recognise that, you know, when a big, terrible corporation or government does something bad and they send out someone to the press conference going, uh, you know, we didn't kill that many, uh, whatever, we didn't do that bad a thing. If you're doing that for the relationship, oh, he's cheating on you, he's doing this, and you're going, no, or everything is fine in-house. Uh, <laughs> the rumours are, yeah, they're, they're, they're just rumours. Just So keep an eye on that, everybody. Uh, being the spin doctor in the, in the relationship. <laughs> And just consent, uh, more importantly and more uh, more seriously. Uh, Ali, in your storytelling, you said some you said something along the lines of, "I was com- trying to come up with different ways to say no or to explain that I didn't want to do this." That's mm. n- not good enough. One word is no. No is the, a complete sentence. One, yes. We've said this on the podcast before. If you if you hear that, and it, and also she's then trying to find. A hundred different ways to say no. She's start. She's saying no in different languages. You know, she's doing sign language. That enough. All right. The first one is enough. You stop there. Yeah. Okay. Everybody. Everybody listening at home. Yeah. Same with uh, not just in sexual re- endeavors or relationships. Uh, do you want a hug? No. That's enough. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah. let's put a lid on that. Um. I I think. Um. In a. Uh, as it's a, a revolving saga. This this one uh, with lots of uh, lots of similar behaviour um, again and again, repeated and repeated. Um, uh, y- you're um, wincing at that. <laughs> but what do what do you learn from from coming out the end of of such a it's a long time, really, to be I don't know muddled mm. up with with someone in in this way. So many things. So many. <laughs> Let's list them. Um, I think like. You don't put all your like so much of your energy into someone who's never going to do the same for you or mm-hmm. near the same for you. Um, trust your instincts. Like if you're feeling bad about something, don't just put it to the side. Like actually investigate that and and give it some thought. Because the whole time my instincts were there and I I just ignored them. Um, and to go back to the like the issue of consent for so long, I didn't view the situation as a rape because eventually I gave in yes but after uh, talking to my therapist about sort of what had happened she said if you didn't feel like you had an option in the situation and you clearly like you'd said no then that that is that is rape correct um and for so long I felt guilty about it because I gave in but yeah looking at it from a different perspective I, I don't anymore and I just feel really gross about I don't know what he was capable of doing I'll just I'll just tack that onto my lesson learned just uh, flip the phrasing if you don't hear anything less than a yes you know <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah. you know it's not a yes yeah. is a no yes that's like, that, that's probably a better way of, fra- of phrasing it if yeah. you don't hear that, that there's like that's the bar yeah. right if you, it's that old tea metaphor that beautiful tea meme that they had um, on the internet where they used tea it's like if you ask someone for tea and they say no they don't want tea you don't wait till they're asleep and pour it in their mouths you don't force them and if you say hey so and so do you want tea and they say nothing 
don't get them tea. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, to, not just and not just consent either. Like, look for enthusiastic consent. Look mm. for look for willing consent. Look for yes, I'm into this consent yes. as well. Yeah. Not to, because someone can still say yes and be. And but not really wanting it, right? Yeah. You can say a word and not and not want it. So keep an eye out for the, all of those things. I've Let's got, be hyper vigilant. I've got two more quick ones before we go as well. If some, if you're in the middle of an argument with someone, you say, "Hey, this is a thing that's made um, that's made me quite upset," and they say anything other than "I'm sorry" or discuss the issue mm. or say, "I have feelings for you." They're distracting you. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're trying to distract you out of your anger and you need to try really hard. And I've been in these circular arguments and they're so difficult, but please try and stick to what you're talking about. If someone tries to introduce another topic, they're trying to distract you from being upset with them and that's wrong. And number two, if anybody tells you that you need to leave somewhere before other people get home, you're a secret that they're hiding. Yes. <laughs> and that is never a good thing in a relationship. If if they're like, let's just not tell anybody. I'm just like, why? <laughs> I am not the secret here. If you don't want to tell anyone, that's fine. But I'll tell fucking everyone because I am not a secret behind closed doors. And yes. that goes for everybody. 100%. So a lot of lessons learned. So to many. Learn and, uh, from, a, from, a, from an interesting uh, sort of avalanching, uh, progressing oh, story. Oh, and one last one. Yes. Sorry. Self-worth is yes. self-worth. It's not to be found in other people. Yes. Otherwise, it would be called other people worth. Yes. So right. <laughs> it's just, it's so important, even when you're in these relationships where someone brings you down, that you've got a good support network that just reminds you how amazing and incredible you are. And try and, I know it's hard when you're in these abusive relationships, but let somebody else in so that they can remind you that you are so worth it. You are so worth it every single day and you were worth it every single day of that 12 years, Ali. And I'm so sorry that you had to be with somebody who broke you down. And I really hope that you're in a place where you've at least started to, if not have already built yourself back up again. I'm I'm on the mend. It's so good. It's so good. A positive trajectory and a medal of a ghost of boyfriend's past medal of bravery to you for coming and sharing today. Thank you. I I know that you are very hesitant, but I'm sure that people at home are going to get a lot out of this particular episode, and I think it's going to be potentially really helpful for for anyone who's even in a similar smaller part of that situation. So that's right. Well, uh, readers at home, if Ali can do it, you can too. If you want your, uh, if you need your your story heard, you don't even have to come on and be a guest. You can write in to us, and our dulcet tones can read your words back to you. Correct. Uh, send that in at ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail dot com. Or we can do what we did for Ali. We'll give you a fake name. We'll change a whole bunch of details, and no one will know. That's right. Uh, otherwise, hit us up on all the social uh, medias. Um, Facebook is the most prevalent with our little group there, boys of. You know what it is. Group you therapy. Know us. Group yeah. therapy Our is group the group. therapy group. So you can ask anyone advice there. And I'd just like to leave everybody with one last comment. Everybody, know your fucking worth. 100% know your worth because you're worth it. I promise you're worth it. Don't let anyone else tell you that you're not. See you next time. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.